Listen to one of this year's top true crime podcasts. Unknown Subject, Season 3 of WTOP's American Nightmare podcast is out now on all podcast platforms. Want to get help in emergencies, but how are those call takers doing? I'm Kate Ryan. A Manassas man charged with stabbing his mother, I'm Neil Augenstein. In the red on Wall Street, the Dow is down 270 points at 11 o'clock. This is CBS News on the Hour, your home for original reporting. I'm Deborah Rodriguez. We've just learned more about last night's shooting on the campus of Michigan State University. The school's interim deputy police chief, Chris Rosman. We do have three total deceased and five uh, victims at the hospital. We can confirm that all three deceased were MSU students. All five of the injured are in critical condition. Rosman says a tip from a caller led officers to the 43-year-old shooter who died of a self-inflicted gunshot wound. Officials say he had no connection to Miss U. They're still working on a motive. Michigan Governor Gretchen Whitmer. We're all broken by an all-too-familiar feeling. Another place that is supposed to be about community, and togetherness shattered by bullets and bloodshed. In Parkland, Florida, a memorial for the 14 students and five staffers shot to death five years ago today at Stoneman Douglas High School. Tony Montalto's daughter, Gina, was among the victims. We have uh, helped pass six different school safety laws here in the state of Florida over the past five years. Additionally, we've helped pass four federal laws uh, which include the Fix Nix Act, which include the Stop School Violence Act. The convicted gunman, former student Nicholas Cruz, is serving life in prison. We're still paying more for food, shelter, energy, but price hikes are slowing down. CBS News business analyst Jill Schlesinger details new CPI numbers. Prices were up again in January, though the annual increase in inflation edged down to 6.4% from 6.5% in December. Takeaway, inflation still easing. Former President Trump's ambassador to the UN is throwing her hat or heels into the political ring. I don't put up with bullies. And when you kick back, it hurts them more if you're wearing heels. I'm Nikki Haley, and I'm running for president. South Carolina's former Republican governor had said she wouldn't run if Mr. Trump did. Haley says the country's economic troubles and the need for generational change made her go for it. More than a week after a massive earthquake shook parts of Turkey and Syria, at least five survivors were pulled from the rubble today. The U.N. says almost nine million people have been affected in some way. CBS's MTS Tayab is in Syria. We're standing in front of what was an apartment complex here in Idlib. It was home to over a thousand people. It's now gone. It's just rubble, bits of twisted metal, and we're told that over 800 people lost their lives here. There are some rescue workers here, but they're digging with their hands, trying to recover anything, anyone. The Dow is down 226 points. The S&P is off 22. This is CBS News. 1103 on WTOP. Valentine's Day, Tuesday, February 14. Sunny and 50 degrees. We're heading into the 60s. Good morning, I'm Mark Lewis with the top local stories we're following this hour. In the past couple of years, it's become clear just how toxic social media can be for young kids. Now, Maryland lawmakers are proposing new social media protections, and the plan already has the support of a number of parents, including one mother whose teenage daughter 
died by suicide. There is more work to be done. That's Christine McComas from Howard County. McComas says her daughter Grace was bullied online. The new legislation called the Maryland Age Appropriate Design Kodak would, among other things, restrict data collection and profiling of children, require high privacy settings by default, and turn off geolocation. Don't Maryland children deserve the same protection as other kids? Of course they do. I know Grace deserved more protection. The measure models a California law that is being challenged by a lobbying group representing several social media companies. Kyle Cooper, WTOP News. When you need help the most, you dial 911. But making sure those call taker jobs are filled so you get the help you need is becoming a real challenge. People in crisis, crash victims, crime victims, the calls are answered by 911 call takers at Montgomery County's Emergency Communications Center. They are facing burnout. You know, it's call after call after call. ECC Director Cassandra Only says chronic understaffing has led to longer response times. The average is now 9 minutes and 20 seconds. That's up by 44 seconds over last year. That high-stress job has even led to budgeting for a licensed clinic clinical social worker to be available to the call takers. The ECC has 198 authorized positions. 65 of those slots are currently vacant. Kate Ryan, WTOP News. A Manassas man is under arrest this morning. Police say he stabbed his mother to death. When Prince William County Police got to the Regency Apartments on Shallow Creek Loop, they found the woman outside. She'd been stabbed in the neck. Police say they learned the person who did it was her son. A witness saw him walking along train tracks near Bristow Road. When officers first approached, he ignored them and kept walking. He finally stopped and was taken into custody. Darian Hunter Wilds is charged with murder and stabbing during a felony in the death of his mother, Jennifer Nicole Marshall. Neil Loggenstein, WTLP News. It's another day of limited service on OmniRide in Prince William County because of a workers' strike. OmniRide Express commuter buses and OmniRide Metro Express buses are not running. And there are several other changes to OmniRide local bus service. You can check out the full list of changes at WTOP.com. OmniRide workers are striking against their contracting company, Keolis. They are the second group of transit workers in Northern Virginia to strike against that company. Bus drivers in Loudoun County have been striking since January. Are you looking for something romantic to do this week for Valentine's Day? Well, the ballet, Romeo and Juliet, is hitting the Kennedy Center tomorrow through Sunday. Romeo and Juliet is one of the most passionate and deep love stories ever made. A young girl and boy who have fallen in love and will be together at all costs, even if it requires them to die for it. Susan Jaffe, artistic director of American Ballet Theater, says the music by Sergei Prokofiev is unforgettable. What's so great about the music is that it is so deep. It's so rich. The choreography is so in alignment with the music that it's going to evoke emotion. Jason Fraley, WTOP News. Stick around. We've got a check of traffic and that mild Valentine's Day forecast coming up and then. 27 years after he says he was wrongly convicted, a Maryland man walks out of prison. I'm Megan Cloherty. It's 1107. Hi, I'm Rich Moresco, president of Ryko Kitchen and Bath. 
At RICO, we understand the fears of remodeling. That's why we expertly guide you through the process to create the kitchen or bathroom of your dreams. With trusted brands like Merillat, RICO has provided excellence in design, products, installation, and world-class service from start to finish for over 70 years. Your vision, our expertise. It's time to love your space again. Visit one of our 23 RICO kitchen and bath showrooms today or request an appointment online at reico.com. For more than 75 years, University of Maryland Global Campus has been helping military service members reach their next goal. Now, active duty military, reserves, their spouses, and dependents can qualify for the Military New Graduate Student Savings Program. Eligible students save 30% per credit on most online master's degrees and graduate certificates. Enroll now through this spring to save. Find out if you qualify and learn more at umgc.edu. Certified to operate by CHEV. Good morning, it's 11.08. Michael and Son's heating tune-up for only $69. Michael and Son. Traffic and weather on the 8th. We turn to Rita Kessler in the WTOP Traffic Center. Well, updating the situation in Maryland, the uh, southbound 29 in Howard County near River's Edge after 32. You had a single lane getting you by the crash with an awful lot of response. Now they've blocked the roadway. Not sure if they're going to be diverting people off at 32 or whether this is a temporary stoppage and you're just sitting there waiting for them to get a lane open. Your delays are from 32 uh, trying to head to the scene. Northbound sees a little bit of a rubbernecking delay as well. If you're on the Beltway, the Interloop in Virginia, the delays are coming from the toll road headed toward Georgetown Pike with the work in the left lane. The Outer Loop had the work near Georgetown Pike in the right lane. We also have the delays on the George Washington Parkway northbound, mainly between 123 and the Beltway with a single lane getting by. It should be the same in the southbound direction, but without delay. Northbound also has a little bit of volume getting past Spout Run with a single lane getting by the work. If you're in the district, the earlier wreck we had on the westbound freeway or 695 near 8th Street Southeast. Looks like that may have cleared. The delays have definitely eased. It was slow across the 11th Street Bridge trying to head in that direction. Southbound DC 295 slows from Benning Road passing East Capitol Street. Southbound in the 3rd Street Tunnel, the delay is after Massachusetts Avenue headed toward the Southeast-Southwest Freeway. The left side should be blocked with the work, while northbound 395 or the eastbound freeway, the delay is headed into the northbound 3rd Street Tunnel. It is that ramp there to the 3rd Street Tunnel where you have the right lane of two blocked with the work. I'm Rita Kessler, WTOP Traffic. Now the Valentine's Day forecast from Chuck Bell. Sunny skies here on a Tuesday morning, and it's going to stay that way and a delightful afternoon to spend some time in the great outdoors. Highs today near 60 degrees. Overnight, the clouds will return, and there's going to be a couple of sprinkles of rain possible around daybreak tomorrow, but we'll be breaking back out into sunshine tomorrow afternoon. Breezy and warm. Highs up close to 70 tomorrow. Mid-60s and breezy again on Thursday with a midday rain chance, and then turning colder and windier on Friday. I'm Storm Team 4, meteorologist Chuck Bell for or WTOP. 52 is our reading with sunshine in the nation's capital, brought to you by Long Fence. Save 20% on Long Fence decks, pavers, and fences. Go to longfence.com today and schedule your free in-home estimate. It's 1110. At the age of 16, he was found guilty of the 1995 killing of a Morgan State University freshman. It's a murder he says he did not commit. And just days ago, at age 43, the Baltimore man walked out of prison. WTOP's Megan Clorty has his story. You know, it was kind of surreal. Kenneth Bond is describing what it's felt like to walk out of prison after 27 years. You know, it was, it was one of those moments where 
You know, it's like a dream. At a hearing last week, attorney Mark Howard argued for Bond's release. He was sentenced to life plus 60 years at the age of 16 for something that he didn't do. And over the course of incarceration, he grew up. Howard, whose students at the Georgetown Prisons and Justice Initiative worked to free Bond, says he'll continue to fight for his exoneration. Meanwhile, Bond is focusing on his final semester of college and spending time with his kids. I got to make up for those moments, those experiences, because I desire him. I, I want to know how I feel to be on the beach with my family or to take a trip to Cancun out of the country or something. You know, I, I want to know how all those things feel. Megan Cloherty, WTOP News. Teenage girls are facing record levels of mental health challenges. That's according to a new study released by the CDC, which is showing increases in rape and sexual violence, as well as record levels of feeling sad or hopeless among uh, teenage girls. New York Times health writer uh, Ronnie Rubin says there may be a clear reason why. A lot of people are looking at social media and, you know, we can't tie it directly, but the amount of pressure kids put themselves under when they're constantly on their phones, on their devices, knowing what other people are doing, knowing what other people are doing without them being judged on how they look and how they present themselves. That seems to put a, a lot of pressure on girls. If you or someone you know is dealing with a mental health crisis and need someone to speak with, call 988. Remember how excited you were as a teenager when you finally got your driver's license? Well, it turns out the feeling is not the same for many Gen Zers. The Washington Post reports the number of teens getting their license is trending downward. The Insurance Information Institute says 25% of 16-year-olds and 45% of 17-year-olds had driver's licenses in 2020. In 1997, nearly 90% of adults between 20 and 25 had a license. But because of mass transit, e-scooters, and ride-sharing apps, that number is now at 80%. It's 1113. What is psychological well-being in the workplace? And how can a business or organization achieve it? Deborah Feinstein spoke with Angela Beaudry. Vice President of Human Resources at Kaiser Permanente to find out. Psychological health and safety in the workplace is really allowing the space for employees to have the confidence to speak freely in the workplace without fear of retaliation, to uh, bring ideas forward without being scared of the repercussions of their superiors or even colleagues, really having more ownership in the work that they do in the workplace. So what can a business do to increase psychological safety in the workplace. It really needs to begin at the top where leaders need to come to an agreement on what does that look like. They need to model that, emulate it. How do we set some basic norms on uh, making sure that we're respecting one another's time in meetings, uh, listening fairly, making sure that we're inviting opposing views and bringing ideas from all different corners of the organization, checking titles at the door. Are there some particular challenges as we continue to navigate COVID in the workplace? There are a lot of industries that are still struggling with recovery. And so really thinking about how do we give the workforce extra time to recover, knowing that everyone's recovering at different paces and been working through different stressors and trauma. How can you measure the success and the health of a company and its employees? Some of the outcome measures that you can look at are your employee satisfaction scores, your turnover rates, your employee engagement. You can start with some simple surveys and getting the baseline of your staff and then measure the progress in each of those areas. 
That helps put some numbers around your progress. Also helps direct where you should put your energy and effort. For more information, visit kp.org slash lead boldly slash WTOP or go to WTOP.com and search top health. Coming up in Money News. I was down 200 points. Southwest Airlines sets up a busy summer. I'm Jeff Claybaugh. Sports at 15 and 45, powered by Red River. Technology decisions aren't black and white. Think red. 11-15, Dave Preston is here. What's going on with the Capitals? Oh, we have some breaking NHL news. The Capitals won't have their captain on the ice when they host Carolina tonight. General Manager Brian McClellan says that Alex Ovechkin will be, quote, away from the team to attend to a family matter and the health of a loved one. Ovi leads the Caps with 32 goals and 54 points this season. The team recalls forward Joe Snively from minor league Hershey. They face the Metropolitan Division leading Hurricanes tonight at 7 NFL Indianapolis makes it official, announcing the hire of Philadelphia uh, of Philadelphia offensive coordinator Shane Steichen as the Colts' new head coach. As fate would have it, the last time Indy was looking for a new head coach, five years ago they went with an Eagles offensive coordinator, Frank Reich. Commanders still looking for their offensive coordinator six weeks into the search. NBA Wizards are in Portland tonight, one evening after coughing up 135 points in a loss at Golden State Trailblazers rank 11th in the league in scoring and put 124 on the board February 3rd during a win in Washington, 10 p.m. start on 1500 a.m. Dave Preston, WTOP Sports. Thank you, Dave. It's 1117. While many folks today will be rushing to a store to grab flowers or chocolate for their sweetheart on this Valentine's Day, there's a D.C. student who has spent the last several months making sure that thousands will get a very special Valentine. 14-year-old Patrick Kaufman is a homemade Valentine expert. They're personalized by each each student. Glitter on stickers, different colors, and kind messages. He started the Valentine's by Kids project four years ago with just a few students. Now he has more than 60 schools across the area making cards. About 16,000 kids making cards and people receiving cards. Kaufman says the those Valentines will go to nursing home residents and hospital patients throughout the day with meals delivered by the nonprofit Food and Friends. It could really make make their week. It's really special for them. Luke Luker, WTOP News. Coming up in our top stories on WTOP, authorities are still working to figure out why 43-year-old Anthony McRae opened fire on Michigan State University's campus last night, killing three people, all MSU students. U.S. officials say they've now recovered the payload from that suspected Chinese spy balloon that was shot down 10 days ago off the coast of South Carolina. And former Vice President Mike Pence expected to fight a subpoena from the special counsel that's investigating former President Trump's efforts to overturn the 2020 election results. Keep it here for full details on these stories in the minutes ahead. 1118. Time for traffic and weather on the 8s. We go to Rita Kessler in the traffic center. Well, keep an eye out on 29 in Maryland. This is southbound 29. Everybody is stopped at River's Edge, which is south of 32. For the crash and all the response in the area. Northbound has the rubbernecking delays. Northbound should be open uh, right now. It looks like everybody is just stopped with nobody being diverted at the point. But keep an eye out in case they do decide to start diverting people off at 32. The delay isn't huge right now. Maybe not a lot of volume. But again, the delay from 32 where you're not moving trying to head past River's Edge. Uh, if you're in the district, it is southbound DC 295. Delays from Benning Road headed past East Capitol Street. If you're on the freeway, looks like westbound 695. That... Uh, 
delay there has eased, headed toward 8th Street Southeast. So whatever was there should be cleared. We also have in the 3rd Street Tunnel southbound delays from Massachusetts Avenue headed toward the freeway. Uh, should be a few lanes blocked there with the work. If you're no- trying to get into the northbound 3rd Street Tunnel, the ramp from northbound 395, the right lane of 2 is blocked with the work. Also, North Capitol Street near Madison Street. That is a report of a wreck. Back in Maryland, uh, westbound span of the Bay Bridge. Right lane of 3 blocked with the work. Eastbound, both lanes are open. Goldsboro Road has delays between River Road and Bradley Boulevard because traffic is alternating with the work. On the George Washington Parkway, the delay is northbound after 123, headed toward the Beltway. It should be a single lane getting by the work. Watch for work in the southbound direction as well along that stretch. Interloop a little heavy from the toll road toward Georgetown Pike with the work in the left lane. On the outer loop side, the work is in the right lane. Now through February 20th, during the BMW President's Day sales event, lease a 2023 BMW i4 e-drive 35 for 499 per month. Visit BMWcenters.com today. I'm Rita Kessler, WTOP Traffic. Now our Valentine's Day forecast from Chuck Bell. It's been anything but cold for the last week or so, and the long-range trend is for temperatures to be far more above than below average. In fact, only one day looks really all that cold. It'll be Saturday. Today, nothing to worry about. Sunny skies and a light wind. Afternoon highs today up near 60 degrees. An average high would only be 48, so that's well above average. For tomorrow, cloudy with a few sprinkles first thing tomorrow morning, but breaking back out into some sunshine tomorrow afternoon and a gusty southwest wind will bring temperatures close to 70 tomorrow. Another really mild and breezy day on Thursday. Thursday's high 66, but with an 80% chance of some midday raindrops. And then on Friday, rain chances in the morning, turning windy and colder Friday afternoon. I'm Storm Team 4, meteorologist Chuck Bell for WTOP. 54 in Centerville, 53 in northwest Washington. Brought to you by Len the Plumber. Trusted same-day service, seven days a week. WTOP now at 1121. The following is a paid commercial message. This is Bishop Michael Burbage of the Catholic Diocese of Arlington. We recently observed the World Day for the Sick, established 30 years ago by St. John Paul II, to offer prayers for those suffering from various illnesses. We all know someone in our homes, workplaces, and communities who might be facing an illness. Each day, try and remember in prayer those who need healing, comfort or consolation may we also search for ways to let them know of our concern for them as they carry their cross the world day of the sick reminds us that despite the many advances in medicine and technology illness is still part of our lives entrust your cares to jesus the divine physician for when we unite our sufferings to the lord they are never in vain and we grow in holiness And remember, pray for those you have promised your prayers. It's not easy being the one everyone counts on to keep your operation running, no matter the weather or supply chain hiccup. But we get you, Raymond and Buffalo, Maria and Miami, and Jules and Troy, taking control of everything that's under your control. At Granger, we're here for you with high-quality supplies for every industry, plus real-time product availability and access to experts ready to help. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. 
see smoke on the horizon, you turn on WTOP. Because WTOP is first with the news when seconds count. Day or night, our reporters are live on the scene when news happens. We're here in Delray. Breaking news from Reston. We're in Hyattsville. So whether it's a fire or some other breaking story, you'll be up to date. WTOP News. Everything you need, every time you listen. The new DC News Now is here. And if you're an early riser, you're going to really like us. We're bringing you your late news a little earlier, 9 p.m. Not too early, not too late, it's just right. With four locations in the DMV, we're covering more ground and telling more of your stories. The news of the day from where you live, like where you really live. We'll see you tonight at 9 for DC News Now. Your new choice for news, DC News Now. Tonight at 9, check your local listings at dcnewsnow.com. You're listening to WTOP News. It's 11:23. The Super Bowl once again brought a supersized audience. 113 million people watched this year's game, making it the third most watched event in television history, behind two other Super Bowls. The 2015 game between New England and Seattle captured nearly 114 and a half million viewers, the most of all time. Adobe Analytics says this year's digital feed averaged a Super Bowl record 7 million streams. That's up 18% from last year. Rihanna's halftime show averaged nearly 119 million viewers, making it the second most watched in Super Bowl history. Katy Perry still holds the title. Her 2015 performance had 121 million viewers. One of Hollywood's favorite duos hitting the road. Ladies and gentlemen, Tina Fey and Amy Poehler. The longtime friends and comedy partners are embarking on their first ever live tour. I was so excited when I was told Senator Clinton and I would be addressing you tonight. And I was told I would be addressing you alone. Their restless leg tour will begin in Washington, D.C. in April and end in Atlantic City in June. The two promise an evening of jokes, iconic stories, and conversational entertainment. Duh? Duh is duh word? Deborah Rodriguez, CBS News. Money news at 25 and 55. Over to Jeff Claybaugh. Two hours into the trading day, and the Dow's down 175 points. That's a half percent loss. The S&P 500 index is down less than 10, though, and the NASDAQ is down less than 8 points. Coca-Cola raised prices across the board last year, sending its quarterly profits higher than expected. Coke's best seller has turned out to be Coke Zero. Its sales were up 9% last quarter. Sales of its plant-based milk substitutes fell. Fewer home buyers means fewer mortgages for Fannie Mae to acquire. Its volume last year was 55% lower than it was in 2021. Airlines continue updating their schedules. Southwest Airlines will operate 220 daily departures from BWI Marshall this summer. That is more than before the pandemic. It includes new nonstops daily to Oakland, California. WestJet will start Dulles Airport's first nonstop flights to Calgary this summer. Jeff Clayball, WTOP News. Money News sponsored by Parsons Corporation, transforming the battle space. Parsons is transforming the battle space. They stand ready to help our nation confront security challenges in every domain. Land, sea, air, space, and cyber. Their advanced technologies help operators deliver success. Visit Parsons.com slash defense. Up ahead, the latest from East Lansing, Michigan, where a gunman has killed three and injured five others on the campus of Michigan State University. 1126. Here's Scott Gagnon, VP of Federal for Worldwide Technology. Worldwide Technology solves our government's most complex challenges. We understand.